You are about to enter a great adventure. This is starting from Gorilla. Guys, welcome back for another episode of Strutting from Gorilla. This is Mikey Cash sitting in the big boy chair today, and with me, as always, is Big Vito. Vito, how you doing today? What's going on, Mikey Cash? Um, you know, I'm doing well. It's another morning. We get to talk about wrestling here on Strutting from Gorilla. How can you not feel good? There's no better way to start the day. Uh, and before we really get into that episode today, let me just remind everyone: you can find us on our socials. Twitter and TikTok are at from underscore gorilla. You can find us on Facebook at SFG Podcast, and you can find us on Instagram at SF Gorilla Pod. Don't forget to visit our website at uh, struttingfromgorilla.com. We have all our, our feed up there, all the podcast episodes. We have some articles too that are written by yours truly if you want to give it a read. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, feel free to give us a five star rating and review. We'd really appreciate it. Now, without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Just to give a rundown for everyone, we're going to be covering Elimination Chamber, which just took place this past Saturday. We're going to look at the pay-per-view as a whole. What does this mean for WrestleMania going forward? And we're going to have some thoughts about it. Uh, we're also going to be looking at some of the news heading out of AEW, the whole Cody Rhodes fiasco, some of the other things, just looking at how the TV's been doing for him. And covering some developments with impact, and uh, maybe some other wrestling thoughts we'll sprinkle in if we have time. So love it. Let's let's get into it, huh? So elimination chamber. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just hard to be positive. I I'm not even gonna try this morning, Mikey. Um, you weren't happy at all when you sent me a text message that no, Saturday night. I, again, you always say this, and. I just continue to be emotionally beat down by WWE. Like, <laughs> I just, I, do you enjoy watching Brock Lesnar just destroy everybody? Like, I, I don't know. I just, that's my question for you. Like, I, I just, I don't understand this. I, honestly, man, I think in certain scenarios, I'm fine with it. Certain scenarios, I'm fine with it. I think what's bothering a lot of people this time is that it was very clear that they didn't have a plan. And this is just a completely made up after day one. This is all because it's all because somebody caught COVID like because a uh, Roman caught COVID. It's just, this is, this is what we're seeing. It, so, but, but here's the thing, like why even have Bobby Lashley win the title in the first place? Like, I just, I don't understand any of it. There's no need for okay, let's mm-hmm. let's get this, Mike. All right. Think about this. Mm-hmm. They're promoting it and they're saying something about, ooh, how great would it be for one person to hold both titles? Yeah. No shit. Like, how about we just get rid of two and have one from the beginning? Yeah. This is something that they've continued to come back to and then they separate again. Like for, since 2002, when the first draft started, they've they've done this now, I think, two or three times where they've unified the belts and then they separated them again with another brand split. So uh, this even the fact that this looked good to them on paper, I think I, I could imagine Vince backstage 
when Lesnar was cutting that promo and he was like, title for title. And <laughs> Vince's eyes just probably lit up. Oh, 100%. <laughs> and like, That's good shit, pal. And just decided to throw everything else out the window and throw all his energy into that. Yeah. So, you know, they're going to do this because Vince really just thought it would be cool. And they're probably looking to sell tickets for Dallas. Because I, I guarantee that that WrestleMania is not sold out yet. And they are looking for a reason to get people to buy. Yeah. And and listen, I'm fine with a lot of the stuff they do. I just, you know, no, I looked at it like... You. It bothers you because I, I think you want, you want those other guys to at least have a chance to shine a little bit. In, yeah. In a, in a WWE title match, you wanted them to have a little bit more than they did. And yeah. you know there was a lot of buildup about what it would mean to have Matt Riddle and Brock Lesnar have a little bit of a face off, and it was just he just destroyed him. Yeah, it was just really. Quick. You knew that was going to happen. I mean, I knew that was going to happen. I just Brock Lesnar. Look, I you know, I like Brock Lesnar. I really do. Me too. I and and I I just what's the point of watching this? if he's just going to come in and win and destroy everybody and he doesn't need to, like, that's the thing we talked about it last time. He doesn't need to come in and have the title on his back on his, no, on him. He, to... He's bigger than the title at this point. Yeah. And, and it's fine when he's coming in and his energy is focused on a singular person. Yeah. What he's been doing with Reigns overall awesome. had been fine. It yeah. Was, yeah. It was really enjoyable. I like that that side of Lesnar that we got on TV, but what happened in the chamber, man, that's kind of, it just sucked for everybody else. And yeah, because he just goes in there, German suplex, German suplex, belly to belly, F5, see you later. There's just all these guys. And these are all, a good portion of them were former champions themselves. I know. So it just felt, it felt like it damaged the other guys. Lesnar's a guy who at this point has his own leg like he's a legacy guy at this point he's been around since 2002 he is kind of sort of beyond wins and losses you know like a lot of guys can reach that point where it really doesn't matter if they're winning or losing right their their star power is still there Lesnar is one of those guys right the only thing I thought that was pretty impressive was when he broke out of the yeah, that was Pod. actually good. That was a good move. <laughs> he just like punched his way out of it because I, I, and I actually had like the biggest eye roll I've had in a while was when they, even though Bobby Lashley gets taken out of the pod because of the injury, it still lights up on his pod. And I was like, nobody in the back thought that maybe I sh we should just skip that because yeah. it, it didn't make any sense to me. Anyway, it was that aside. Yeah. I will say. The show, I, I didn't hate the show itself as much as you did, I think. Yeah. There were there were some bright spots to it. Um, one thing I will I will say that just kind of annoyed me was the women's tag match. And it's it, this is a personal thing. And I don't know why this bothered me so much. Every other female superstar, like wore the the bodysuits because when you're in saudi arabia it's just part of the culture women can't uh, have uh, parts of their body showing so it's all yep. covered up and this year they actually got some leeway because it sounds like they haven't had to put those oversized shirts on so like all of them got to like design their own bodysuits which i thought was like really cool yep and then fucking ronda rousey walks out <laughs> looking like cobra kai and i'm like what 
Like, and they tried to play it off as though it's an homage to when she won an Olympic gold medal, which is fine, but it just comes off like she's being difficult again. Like, yeah. just do the least amount of work you can do to be covered up. And no, it felt like there was no effort put in, put there. No, I I don't think she gives a shit, man. Like I, it, yeah. I could be wrong. It just felt that way, and I want to want to stress that this is only an opinion. I have yeah. no idea. I, I I have a feeling she's probably pretty difficult to work with, but at the same time, she she elevates that. Like when the match was good, it, it, was, a, it was actually for having good. one hand tied behind yeah. your back. I mean, I thought that was stupid. I oh, hate that, that is stupid. But Naomi looked like she did a really good job. Yeah, in that match. she shined yeah. in that match. She yeah, was the workhorse because Ronda could, couldn't really do yeah. anything. Yeah, no, I I okay. So I didn't mind. Um, it was actually really cool because I even said this to you. I was asking you about the women's mm-hmm. matches and stuff and we were, yeah. as it was going on. Um, but I, there was, what, three of them, right? Because you had the chamber, the tag, championship. Yep. yep. I mean, that's you, I don't even think you see three on most pay-per-views. No, you, you actually see one, maybe two on yeah. regular pay-per-views, let alone in Saudi Arabia where – like you're alluding to that they didn't even allow a women's match the first time that they were there. They didn't even travel with the roster. Yeah. First Saudi show. So this, this actually is kind of a bigger sort of point here and kind of beyond elimination chamber. But I think it needs to be said, this is an actual women's revolution. WWE can be proud of. Yeah, I would agree out as their own. They can legitimately tout it as something that they're starting because they've had opportunities here to to show progress in that country with the women being more involved in the shows and that actually is a big deal because you got little girls in that audience that are there watching that that's a game changer they had them on the billboards which had never happened before that's a game changer that that actually is and Mm -hmm. i like it's easy for us to sort of kind of even minimize it or not even think much about it because of where we are in the u.s but that's a big deal. So I think WWE could actually do a better job of almost promoting that one and stop trying to claim the U.S. women's revolution as their own because you and I both know that that's just a sham. Yeah. No, I, Mike, I, I agree with all of that. Um, I will tell you, and I don't know if you caught this or not, but did you notice Liv Morgan? Uh, oops, she did it again. Yeah. 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 My wife was watching it with me and she was like, oh my God, that's the Britney Spears get up. Yep. <laughs> hundred percent. She it did a great job, actually. It looked like yeah. it, she even had the yeah. headband. It was cool. I know. Yeah, they did good. So, yeah, I'll give them props for that. I just was underwhelmed with all of it. I mean, the Goldberg match was what a Goldberg match this time yeah. is. I mean, it wasn't anything great. It wasn't anything awful. You just you knew what was going to happen, and you just kind of say, okay. They threw um, him a bone because this match was supposed to happen two years ago. Yeah, and, and not only why. that, but I... I just think it it's a big name. He draws money and it is what it is. Um, but I know, I don't know. So th- those are my feelings. I mean, g- give me your take on something from there. Well, that I, I, I will say, I feel bad about Lashley having that shoulder injury. Yeah. I think that's, that's a bummer. The way they played it off, I thought was kind of dumb. Oh, stupid. I didn't, I didn't enjoy the execution of that, but that does suck for Lashley. I think 
you know, you had questioned before, why did they even put the title on him? But I think they weren't planning on him having a shoulder injury. Yeah. I, I wonder, this is just a theory, that it has something to do with the 15 German suplexes he took. I thought the, the same thing. way possible. Yeah. yeah. At the Royal Rumble. But I don't know. We, we, we probably won't know. All I know is, you know, he's injured. I, I've enjoyed Bobby Lashley's work. I'll keep touting that. I hope yep. one day the Hurt Business gets back together. I thought they were really good. But uh, some other thoughts on the show. Let's not forget Becky and Lita. Yeah. They put on a hell of a match. It I wasn't mean, Lita, bad. It was different. It was actually more technical than I expected. And that makes sense given where Lita's at. You know, she's she can't yeah. be flip-flopping around anymore. That's not her thing. No. But she picked her spots, and I thought she did a really good job. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I, I enjoyed that match. Again, it... All, all in all, it it was just like, meh, you know. And I then know. I, I th- then you end it the way that they ended it, and that's what irked me. And because it irks me every time, mm-hmm. so it just leaves this sour taste in your mouth. Even if I had a, a even decent, if you kind of knew it was coming, yeah. I mean, I was hoping. What, what would you have expected? Because I think I, when you texted me, I was like, "This is exactly what I expected." I would have expected like Matt Riddle or someone to like handcuff Brock Lesnar to the cage and, and then win, or I I don't know, like anything. I just, if I want to see Brock Lesnar beat the shit out of somebody, I just, for no reason, I I would watch something different. I, I just, I want to see these guys, like they're gaining momentum and we talk about all the time. So I'm not Mm going to bring it up again. That's okay. No, I got it. I want to see some of these guys. There, there, there's going to be life after Brock Lesnar. And I there understand Brock Lesnar draws money, but he doesn't need to be champion. Like he can do plenty of stuff outside of that. And he, I just hate the way they're handling it. I hate it mm-hmm. so much. It's almost like Brock Lesnar is, he has to be champion, right? Because he's mm-hmm. got this ego. And I don't know. Maybe he doesn't. We don't um, know how true that is. I, I I don't. That's exactly it. That's how I feel. Like, that's yeah. just how I feel, you know? Um, I mean, did you see... I, I sent you that thing about his, the, the Pat McAfee show. Did you listen yeah, to that at yeah. all? Yeah, so it, I thought that was an interesting piece. And, and, you know, we'll just touch on this for a second and get back to Elimination Chamber. Yeah. But, yeah, I thought it was really interesting how he talked about the anxiety that he experiences... Uh, for those that didn't know, Brock Lesnar was on Pat McAfee's show, and he sort of admits that he's sort of struggled with anxiety for a long time and how it affects what he does as a performer. Being out in front of the live audience, giving all that energy, and then feeling like he needs to like isolate in order to recharge. And yeah. I think a lot of people that struggle with anxiety tend to come off looking irritable, and usually that's because they're on edge themselves, because they're so anxious. Well, yep. when they're out in the community. So I think yeah. that probably has played into the lore of Lesnar as an asshole. And I would agree there. And um, I mean, it makes sense, right? He basically said like, hey, you know, with this anxiety, I go out in front of a crowd and it just basically peaks there. And so I go and I seclude myself in Minnesota. Yeah, Saskatchewan. <laughs> and he's like, I don't want to be around anybody. Like, so I, I don't blame him. I mean, that's a really interesting take. I never looked at it like that. I kind of looked at it as him being just a dick. 
It's way easier to brush it off that way. I mean, I guess, but I mean, let's be realistic. Like all everything, even if you looked at Brock Lesnar, would you not be like, oh, this guy's a giant dick? No, I'm I'm saying I agree with you. It's it's a convenient (laughs) trap for us to fall into, though. Yeah, because we're just like, oh, well, he's just an asshole. So we'll just write him off. And, And like, you don't have to be sympathetic towards him at all. Yeah, he did say something else, too, that I, I read. And I, I want to touch on this because it really brings out right. um, WrestleMania. But <clears throat> he said, basically calling out the other superstars, saying, pretty simply, find a way to draw money. Mm-hmm. Like, basically, I don't, I don't know the exact quote, but he right. was like, you got to find a way to draw money. He goes, it's not, it doesn't always have to be the flippity floppity boopity boppity bips but like find a way to draw money and put asses in the mm. seats and then you won't have to you won't have to bitch and moan basically yeah um, and i agree but when you have a guy coming back that just dominates everybody it's hard to right. make money says the guy who just came back and got a title shot because he wanted one yeah. so uh, i get it i get what i think obviously there's validity to what he's saying the credibility hurts him though because look who's saying it. That's what I mean. You know, so I I get it. I get it. At the same time, for for me, it I still go back to this is beyond Lesnar, and these are booking decisions that are getting made. No. You know, as much power as Lesnar has, he can't run the whole show. No, There's still, <clears throat> it falls to Vince. It still falls to that guy when it comes to what's going to get put on TV. Yeah. He may he may not understand all the other stuff and all the things that have happened over the last year with like Mickey James getting trash bags. Like I don't think Vince actually had a hand in that stuff. No, some of that stuff is just too much for him to keep track of. But when it comes to what's on Raw, what's on SmackDown, now NXT, and a pay per view, he's going to have complete control over that. So I agree. He comes back to him. He just, uh, you know, I Vince is a. I'll always give Vince credit for being this guy who. It's like an innovator of wrestling and probably the most well-known influencer sure. in modern day wrestling. And, and listen, we could go back in time and talk about all the people that had influences and stuff. And you could even consider Vince like a controversial influencer because of the way he handled everything and yeah, um, whatnot. But it's his time is, is coming to an end here, man. Mm-hmm. He is missing way more than he's hitting lately, in my opinion. And I just... I get what they're trying to do. I just, I, and I'm not going to bash WWE, but let's, let's, yeah. let's talk about, so well, we get the elimination chamber. I give it a thumbs down. You give it kind of an in between. I kind of have like a, a thumb <laughs> yeah. in the middle. And, yeah. and which is like a, which is like a thumbs up like in a, reality. It's like a, man, for me, it's over final thoughts on elimination chamber itself is that, it's exactly what I expected from the pay-per-view in between Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. Yeah. It's a hold. It's usually just sort of a placeholder show. Ultimately, I'd love for them to kind of get rid of it, and but they'll never do that. They just go from Royal Rumble and then just keep the story going until WrestleMania. But they won't do that. Did you notice so, though on this one, Mike, um, that two things about this Saudi trip? First of all, mm-hmm. I hate the blood money thing. I I get why they're doing it. It's it's big money, like, yeah. and yeah, I mean, hard, hard to say no. And I mean, you could also make the point that at some point, and WWE's been pretty good about this in their history, where they kind of 
they're not afraid to go to other countries and kind of almost like bridge a gap, right? Where I get that Saudi is sure, blood money. It, it is what it is. And, yeah. and it's sort of like, we can feel how we feel about it. The show is where it is. I mean... But I did you notice this time, though? So, yeah. I, I don't know if I mentioned this in the other episodes, but... So, the reason they wanted WWE and the reason they paid so much money for WWE to come over to the, to Saudi Arabia. Hmm. And it's the same thing they're doing with the, the golf league is they're trying to, I'm not going to call it propaganda, but they're trying to make people feel like it is not this terrible place. And yeah. again, I've never been, I'm not going to bash things. Yeah, I just know what I hear know? in the news. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to get into politics, but I just find it interesting they paid all that money and they if you look at all the cutscenes and everything it's like people dancing and and like this is this wonderful place and da 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 yeah, it, and hey listen i i think that was great actually i i like that because i thought that's cool for other people to see taking part in another country's customs agreed. i think that's i think that is good for society as a whole to see that kind of stuff i agree but this time around there's two things they did differently okay number 1 they every time they mention the elimination chamber like before they would do the crown jewel it's in saudi arabia and blah 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 blah. and this time they just said elimination chamber they made it on a saturday yeah the time was still messed up but i think a lot of people never watched the other ones because it was yeah. on like a thursday at 12 o'clock in the afternoon like yeah <laughs> no you're you're right that the timing was terrible this seemed like a more normal pay-per-view i think there are a lot of people that just write off those Saudi shows because they usually don't mean anything. They're just sort yeah. of there. Yeah, it's like this little special attraction show and, and like not for nothing the perception of the blood money thing I think turns people off too. I would agree. So they're like I'd rather not. So I think WWE in their own mind it was kind of a smart move. Well let's yes. make it a pay-per-view that you kind of have to watch if you want to pay attention to the main stories that are happening. And they made it they made it influential into WrestleMania. Right. Huh. So yeah. like so we got this card set up now where we got Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar for title versus title, mm -hmm. which is going to be your headliner. It'll probably be day There's two. no way it's not. Day, day two is they, that usually the one they make the probably big headliner. Yeah, I would say day two. Day one will probably be, um, you know, I'm curious to see what they do for day one. Becky um, versus Bianca, or could be more likely Ronda. It's gonna be Ronda. It's gonna be Ronda versus. More likely, Ronda I would be Charlotte. willing to bet that's what it's gonna be. Yeah. So, because you don't have another title match for the men's sec section for um. No, because it's title for title. Yeah. But... So, so you got those. You got Ronda, uh, Ronda versus Charlotte, which I think is gonna be a good match. I mean, you yeah, have all I'm, the opinions you want. I'm actually looking forward to that. They worked well together when they fought at Survivor Series a few years ago. Well, what I like about that match is that you don't have Charlotte Flair because kind of Charlotte Flair, I, I think she's a phenomenal wrestler, but like she doesn't have anyone to feud with really. Right. Like she's always winning. She's like, but you got Ronda Rousey, who's like a level above mm -hmm. Charlotte Flair, which I like. And um, she's not a bad wrestler. Like she's she's Ronda Rousey's pretty good. So I'm curious no, to see how that works on. out. She caught on really well to yeah. wrestling, very much like a Kurt Angle, like just a fish. I would say, water. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, she's really elevated that division. Um, Before what we other go further, yeah, go ahead. We Sorry, need to drop this little fun fact. Okay. People probably already know this. We've already posted it on our socials, but really interesting fact that Lesnar and Reigns are now going to be the third WrestleMania trilogy. 
in WWE history. They are joining Triple H and The Undertaker and Stone Cold and The Rock. Which is interesting because I, I'll be truthful. The other two, probably kind of forgettable. <laughs> like, you know, like, I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I, I, what? That's well, what the, I'm saying. The other two, the first one is WrestleMania 31. And that one was where Seth cashed in at the end. Yeah. So that one's memorable just for the uh, ending. Itself. Yeah, but not the match. Oh, true. It, yeah. And then what was the second one? Honestly, I don't even remember. I was the there. One. That was. The oh, one in that Orleans. was. A... And okay. honestly, that crowd just shit all over that match. They just did not care. Um, well, that's because they wanted to see Roman Reigns as a heel because yep. he was being pushed down our throat. It, it took a long time, but now he finally got there. Right, we're finally getting what we're finally getting what we want, how we wanted it. Yeah. So th- this will be, I think, the best of the three. And yeah. maybe I'm just putting too much expectation out there, but I think with where they both are, Reigns' character and Lesnar's character, I think it's going to be probably their best of the three. I hope so. I just, how, how does it go down here? Like. I'm Reigns telling you right now, win. if I think Reigns has got to win, he There's has no, to. It it can't be Lesnar. It can't be. It, 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 you know what? Don't no, you can't say that. You can't <laughs> say know, that, dude. I'm kind of I'm I'm creating a situation for myself. You but, are. This is what I think in my head all the time, and then I get so disappointed. I'm like, fuck I know. this, waste of my time. <laughs> so basically, here's what I'll say. Then we'll see. Okay. We'll see. Fair we enough. Got, we got over a month until this happens, so. It just it doesn't even excite me. Like I, I like Roman Reigns. I'm mm-hmm. I'm fine with that match, whatever. But it's just like I have my excitement for that match is kind of like, meh, like whatever. Yeah. Okay, I it's gotcha. Brock Lesnar. Honestly, Brock Lesnar's probably gonna win. I'm probably gonna leave the WrestleMania and be like, it's a waste of my time. Why do I do this? Because that's the feeling I get all the time. But hey, you know what? I like I do all the time. I'm gonna have positive thoughts here. <laughs> Okay. Positive thoughts going in and then just negative ones coming out. That's usually how it works. (laughs) (laughs) It's like going into a night of drinking. This will be a lot of fun. The next morning you wake up and you're like, I don't know why I did this. I feel awful about myself. Terrible idea. And I'm never going to drink again. Fast forward to a week later. Yep. We text you and you're like, yeah, sure. I'll get you. Go, go get a beer with you. Yep. I'm just, so the cycle repeats. I'm letting the abusive girlfriend just, uh, (laughs) just take me over here. Relationship we're in. Just let it happen. You know, I just, I got bruises Uh, all over me. (laughs) Well, all right. So we talked about Elimination Chamber, talking about what what this means for WrestleMania. Yep. What are you looking forward to? Probably the spotlight match for me, Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville. Honestly? Coming down the pike. So here's the thing. I like Sami Zayn. I Mm. think he's very underrated. Me too. I, hopefully this gives him a little bit of a push and I don't mind him versus Knoxville because the thing about Knoxville is, okay. I was very down on bad bunny and okay. You can call it a generational thing. Dude. You can call it whatever you want to call it. I will give bad bunny the credit he deserves. He did way better than I thought he was going to do. Okay. Yeah. He really did. And I'll give him credit there. And you know, I'll even go as far as to say, if he were to have another match, I, I wouldn't be upset with it. Okay. I what I what I don't like is the same thing as always. You got these guys busting their ass that are doing this for a living, and I understand he brings an elevation with the audience, and I'm fine with that. I just this WrestleMania to me is a moment that these guys work so hard for all year, and a lot of them have putting up with a lot of shit in WWE. And <laughs> I get it; they make money, they do whatever they can to draw money, but that's where my my 
my bad bunny thing comes in. And so the difference with me with Johnny Knoxville is that the work that the line of work that he's in is he beats the shit out of himself for laughs and he's old now. And I'm, I just, the dynamic between him and Sami Zayn fit. It just fits like Sami Mm -hmm. Zayn and him. It, I just see that as being a funny fit. And I'm curious to see how the match goes. Um, but I actually am slightly looking forward to that one. Um, yeah. I'm not going to say it's going to win any match of the year awards, which is typically the matches I like and you like, I would assume too, mm. but it'll add a little bit of flair that, that I'm kind of excited for, which they always have this one or is, two matches. Yeah. Th- this is the entertainment portion. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. And, and I, and I, I love that. wrap my head around that because it's also Me not too. a huge match. No, it's just sort of a, this will be a sideshow match. It'll probably be 15 minutes in and out yeah. and yep. it will be fine. What do you bet? I bet you, I'll bet you Wee Man and, um, oh my God, what's the big guy's name? I think Steve-O comes out. I don't think he will, but maybe, um, I'm thinking Wee Man and the big, the big fat guy there. What the hell? Preston? Oh yeah. I bet you they come out. I'll bet you they come out. I bet you they come out. I think that'd be funny. Um, that's probably right up Vince's alley. Yep. hundred percent. Um, so that'll be one that I, I look forward to. I I'll tell you what else, Mike. Tell me. And I know you don't want to believe the rumors. All right. But oh, we're going to get on this shit again. I, All right. Go for it. Stone Cold Steve Austin, man. I, what do you what are you thinking about this here? I, I the rumors are flying. I how, what is your feeling on this? I don't think it should happen. I Me neither. This has been his last match was 2003. It's been almost 20 years. I don't think he needs to be doing this. He if doesn't. This is true. If this is true, because right now it's just heavy rumor mill. We it's have no heavy. actual idea. I think there's there's more validity to him doing something physical, but that's usually what happens when Austin is there. So it kind of fits right in line. And when he comes for 316 day, he stuns somebody. Like, I think that's fine. But if he's going to have a legitimate match, I just, I'm very weary about it because I think he's one of the few wrestlers that really ended the way he wanted to. Like he find like, even though he was in the hospital, basically the night and day of WrestleMania, he still was able to have a good match with the rock. He was with somebody he trusted in the ring. It was like, sure. Was it like a five-star classic? No, but he had a good match. And I think that's a great final impression of him in the ring. I, I would be worried if I were him that I would tarnish that by coming out and, and sort of, doing something that the undertaker started doing at towards the end of fifth grade was kind of becoming a parody of himself. He wasn't the same. And it was very clear of that. So my, my worry is that he's just going to tarnish him like kind of his own legacy by coming out and having this, you know, one time match or just, I don't know. I, I don't think it's good. I don't so, think it's good for him. I don't want people to have a, a ruined view of Austin by him coming back 20 years later and just kind of shit in the bed. So I'm I'm gonna go ahead and agree with you on that. However, I'm gonna play devil's advocate here because let's yeah, let's go ahead. I knew you let's would. instead of thinking about the legacy part because I agree with all of that. I think the the mystique around Austin is that he ended his way and um, he probably could have gone another ten years and mm-hmm. I, I, but could he have stayed at the level that he was at? Definitely not. And and Undertaker is an example of that where we saw he went a little too long and he he could have continued for a long period of time. I just think he went. A little well, bit. His too injuries long. were really bad yeah. by 2003. He, he couldn't live up to what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But here's here's where I play devil's advocate. If I'm Austin, the person, 
and I see people like Edge, mm-hmm. and uh, Brock Lesnar is a different story because he's still able physically to to compete, and and so is so is Edge. But you see these deals where they're wrestling four or five times a year, and they're making astronomical money. That when Austin was there, they didn't get paid with guaranteed deals like that. Mm-hmm. So he could come in, you know, be some sort of a regular on. Uh, he doesn't. The, the difference is with him and Lesnar, I, I just don't like the Lesnar, I'm going to wrestle at pay-per-views only, I'm going to be champion and never show up at Raw. But if you want to be Austin, the, the, you know, premier guy, who, honestly, just saying his name is going to draw people. Like, you, you say, oh, Austin's going to come on Raw, and, and I think we're all kind of sick of it, where he would just show up at Raw They'd advertise him. He'd come out for 10 minutes at the end, do a beer bash celebration and stun people. Like, I think that was just getting old, but all of a sudden you say, Hey, he's going to have a couple more matches. You see him against guys like KO or honestly, I would have loved to have seen him at the time against CM Punk. Um, I think that would have been a really cool match at the time. Um, but, uh, I mean, look at, I've, I've heard rumors. He has a ring set up in his, mm-hmm. in his ranch he looks to be in pretty good physical shape. I'm not expecting any barn burners where he's going to have these unbelievable matches, but you want to put him yeah. on there to some degree and have those expectations of, hey, look, we get to see a guy that we haven't seen in a long time um, with the the expectation knowing he's not going to have the matches he had, but he's going to come back and make some serious money. And think about this. For him, the Austin brand is not really as prevalent as it used to be. So now he's going to be on TV again and he can advertise his beer. He could mm-hmm. do what he needs to do. Like, I don't know. I, I, this is I me get, playing devil's advocate. Saying. I get what you're saying. Uh, I, I, I think for me, it, it's just, it's them tapping again into this nostalgia. They are. And this is the very thing that we have arguments about all the time Agreed. on here about them sort of tapping into this well too much. Well, here we go again, right? And uh, and again, people get are getting fooled. People just yep. keep getting sucked in there. Like, oh, this is a great idea. Like, and then they complain that there's no new stars coming up. Well, this is kind of the reason. I agree. I agree there. I just think Austin's a different level. Like, I I, I would I would be fine with the Austin thing, as long as it wasn't something they're going to shove down our throat and the expectation that's going to be this great match. I think him versus KO would be great. I think it would give KO an opportunity to propel himself um the guy the guy gets the shit end of the stick and you could argue his ability to wrestle however you want i don't really care but um i I like him um and uh, i'd be curious to see how that goes but on another level let's Mm -hmm. let's talk about some other matches here because i want to we could talk about austin all all day and let's we'd be stuck on this let's just wait we'll have a wrestlemania preview episode and we're going to talk more about this once we have more information what about there's a rumor and I get the feeling this is going to happen. So AJ Styles doesn't have a match, mm-hmm. but he's pushing for him versus edge. I think that match would be, be great. An awesome match. That'd be great. And yeah. And what I like about that two older guys. Yep. AJ Styles is, is towards the twilight of his yep. career as is edge doing his kind of legend thing, just in and out. I think that's perfect. It, it's, they can have, a banger for 20 minutes and then we move on. I, I'm fine with it. I'm totally yep. fine with it. Me too. I think that would be a really good one. Um, I think that, that match would have a, 
ability to actually steal the show with two older guys, believe it or Good. not. Oh, okay. I'm just looking at some of the matches that might happen. Um, curious to see what they do with Seth Rollins. Like, Maybe where's Cody? So sure. I was, th- so <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Does this transition us to some AEW stuff? Or... All right. All right. So <clears throat> what's the deal? What's what? the deal, man? What's going on here? We, I, listen, I like your AEW, Jerry Seinfeld here. What's the deal? What's going yeah, on? What's the deal here? I mean, is this the first riff in AEW that we've seen? Like, what? What? I don't know, man. I How do you take I don't a founder? I don't either. Is it money? Is it just like, hey, look, guys, it, it made me an offer. I can't refuse. You know, is it that I type of I mean, that's very deal? true. But I, I, I think maybe he just all of these rumors are saying that he didn't like where it was going and it was different than how it was when they first started it. And that's why Cody decided that it was time for him to go. But uh, I mean, there, there could be some validity to that because at the time when AEW first started, he was arguably one of the biggest stars they had. I mean, they had it Kenny Omega, wasn't they a had question. John Moxley, yeah. they had Chris Jericho. Jericho was probably and, the biggest. And but then like, I when say... you're talking about people that were known, yeah, Jericho was probably the biggest. But then Cody would be in that conversation Agreed. too, because AEW was fairly unproven at the time. So I think they needed to to have some guys from bigger companies. Like, But as it's gone on and it's caught traction and people have wanted to go there, it's gotten bigger and bigger stars. So... Cody found himself in the same position that he was in WWE, which is kind of interesting. And I think he really didn't like that very much. I, I think he enjoyed the the perception that he was a bigger star than he was. And, he's and not going to get that from WWE, man. <laughs> I know. I, listen, I think m- maybe, he's, maybe he has a new insight into the business so that he approaches WWE in a different way than last time. He maybe doesn't have these expectations that he's somehow going to find himself like in main events and wrestling Brock Lesnar or even Reigns at this point. I think a lot of his focus is outside of wrestling, to be honest. I think and he's you, trying to become more of that kind of entertainer working I on these shows that go that's big. A good point, show. I think that's part of it. So for him, if he can have some fun and, and you know, uh, maybe hook up with Miz when he gets back. Those guys are friends in real life. It would make sense for that to be something that they do. And even, it doesn't See look like Brandy's partner, following, but uh, it could be. I it, bet you it, it is. Could be. I've heard rumors that it's going to be Logan Paul, which I, I would be disappointed with that. I hate that guy. And I know you do too. So, yeah, yeah. but he, here's the thing about Cody that I, what made Cody uh, popular, I mm-hmm. think um, was that he was kind of, uh, uh, <laughs> This use this word gets overused a lot, but he led the revolution against <laughs> WWE. Yeah. Like, think about it, right? He would be if you're gonna say like who's the anti WWE people. I think you could put him up there with the CM Punks of the world. And, and the he went Bucks. so far, but he went so far as to start a company against them, and then he comes in in the first pay per view, destroys a throne, basically symbolizing hey we're stopping what wwe is doing Mm -hmm. you know i mean he did it against triple h which i would argue that triple h is anti-wwe himself at the the moment (laughs) so at this point triple h might be questioning some decisions but but, so it almost seems like he's selling out i'm not saying he is i understand it to some degree but like i think that's what made him popular is that these people who wanted to 
go back to some wrestling and not just sports entertainment, looked at these guys and were like, these guys are trying. Like they're mm-hmm. they're literally starting from scratch. And he was kind of the head of that um, with some of these guys. And now all of a sudden for him to go back to WWE, it almost looks like, okay, well, what's going on here? And I, I'm curious to see. And, and especially he's going. So his last match was a fantastic ladder match, by the it way. It was great. Yeah. And, and, but uh, he was getting booed left and right. So yeah. he was almost getting the rock treatment when he came back from Hollywood the first time. So I'm curious how to see dare how you sully the rock's name by I, I'm just saying Cody Rhodes did, in though. the same conversation as him. But it, it's not like he did anything wrong. And then all of a sudden what happened? People didn't like him. It was yeah. just, it's not like the guy was taking over AEW or anything. Dude, he hadn't even been AEW it, champion. No. And, and it's the one thing they did right was they kept that stipulation. Yeah. He lost to Jericho and then he couldn't do it again. Yep. But for a guy who was trying to move so far away from being quote That's unquote, him. the triple H of AEW, yeah. he came off like he was really trying to be the triple H of AEW. And like, there was just something that got lost in translation there. Does, Co- I, does I Tony wonder... Khan have a daughter? That's the real question. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was so weird. And I don't know. I, I can't like just like take all these rumors as fact. So I don't know about his attitude backstage or any of that. Like, I can't treat that as gospel here. No, but, I know. You know, may, maybe that sort of loss in translation ended up causing some rift backstage who knows i have no yeah. idea that's all dirt i have no, I have no idea it's, it's all just that's all like yeah it's all dirt sheet stuff and yeah, I, yeah. I, we Which try is... not to get too much into that because we i think we all enjoy the the wrestling part of it but as as fans on, on anything like you hear rumors like you always want to see the next thing for me it's the anticipation right does yeah. the anticipation and the hype live up to the actual event and i i'll be truthful with you for the most part aew has lived up to what they do and uh, they're not always going to hit they hit far more than wwe right mm-hmm. now and i just you can see the efforts you could see what's going on in AEW. i does this change the brand for me no not at, no, all. Not at all i i but i think what you're starting to see is what we kind of all predicted like they got all these wrestlers there they're taking them all in there's not enough time for all of them and i'll give them credit they have certainly managed their time pretty good for what Mm -hmm. they have Mm -hmm. is it perfect no but right right. but they've done a good job and i'm still excited like like cm punk mjf great rivalry you read my mind great rivalry they're doing that really well and i'm looking forward to this uh this dog collar match that they're gonna have yeah you know i i don't know that they even needed a dog collar match but Again, you know, I'm a, an MJF Homer and you can hate the guy all you want and say, Hey, look, you know, he goes against everything I believe. And that's completely fine. But dude, he puts eyeballs on himself and it's like, dude, I loved when they had the celebration after he won against Mm -hmm. CM Punk, he didn't win a title and he comes out on a throne and (laughs) completely exaggerated his way. That's the shit I love. Like good for him. And he's selling it. Mm-hmm. so good and it's, and it's great it's it's awesome and and i'm i their their wrestling you know has has lived up to some I'm, listen they're not putting on five-star matches right now but i don't think that's their rivalry right their well, rivalry hey, is man, is that, on the mic dude that match that they had it must have been a week or two ago yeah i thought it, it was what like almost a 40 minute match like, it yeah. was a good match they yeah. told a really good story 
Yeah. I, I, I appreciated it. Uh, oh, I, me too. Another thing that I, I like that they're kind of doing is this weird, like, civil war amongst the elite. Yeah. Adam, Adam Cole has become sort of a linchpin here because yep. he's had a foot in both worlds. Yep. And now he's brought the Undisputed Era guys, yep. Sans Roderick Strong, yeah. to AEW. And then he has his, his uh, super click with the, with the Young Bucks. And it's really interesting to see where this is going to go. And the fact that they got Jay White coming over from yep. New Japan and Impact. I mean, that guy's been all over the place. Yeah. And just had a stellar match over the weekend at the No Surrender pay-per-view. But anyway, this is... I'm very interested. And my big question is, like, where does Omega fit in once he comes back? I mean, because let's he's sort of put the it ultimate this way. leader here. Let's put it this way. Adam Cole versus Hangman is going to be a... A banger. Yeah, it's going to be a that. banger, man. And Adam Cole is really thriving, and he hasn't even had that many matches here. And I can yeah. just see him becoming a... a, a I'm... You're yeah. right. A linchpin's the best way to put it, but I... Yeah, he's becoming I, a linchpin. I can see him really propelling here, and um, I I just think him versus Hangman is going to be a great match. Hangman goes underrated, but mm-hmm. he puts on some really good matches he's, man he's like a subdued champion you know he comes out he's not he's not very flashy with his promos nope. it, but it it does feel very authentic like the guy's yeah. just telling you how he's feeling you know yeah. like i liked it was a couple of weeks ago when he walked out and he was sort of upset that he hasn't defended the title that much yeah and that like endeared him to the crowd they were like oh yeah of like course. you haven't so we, we should yeah. get more of these title matches right yeah it's 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 gonna be awesome i'm excited for that i just the rivalry, though, that you see with CM Punk and mm-hmm. MJF, it's rivalries that like that that get me interesting. It's not the ones that have no meaning behind them, like I, like we see all the time mm. with no direction. Right, like, right. That's where they've made a big difference here, and I'm very excited to see to see where it goes. Like where, and you asked me where does Omega fit into this? Mm-hmm. How do you not have a triple threat match at some point with Cole and Hangman and Omega. That would be shit. Make it a four way with Daniel uh, Brian Danielson, dude. Yeah. That match would be off the charts, dude. Yeah. I know. Off the and, charts. It isn't that weird. Another thing that's getting lost in this is like Brian Danielson has been killing it oh, since he got a AEW. Like his promos are awesome. His match work is just spectacular. And I, I'm and something else I'm interested in is this whole thing with Moxley. Like, are they going to join forces, or is it likely just going to lead to a match at Revolution? Which it seems like that's probably where it's going to go. But I, I've enjoyed it. I, I think one one thing that I've have I, AEW's built up some credibility for me, and the credibility is we can have these bigger stars working with some of the guys that are like AEW originals. Well, let's say you know these younger guys. And you can trust the storytelling and the decision-making to actually have those guys, those younger guys end up stronger coming out of that feud than weaker. Yep. And I think that you're seeing that with MJF. I think you're seeing that with guys like Lee Moriarty too. The fact that Brian Danielson is sort of including these guys, there's a reason for that. It's, it's a way to nurture them, give them a rub. And they're trying not to like bury them even inadvertently. And and yeah. I'm not saying they're going to be perfect at it, but thus far, I think they've done a, a really good job of uh, maintaining that balance. 
yeah, of having these star powers, these uh, high star powered guys, along with the young guys, and, yeah, and not ruining them. Let's put it this way: we could go through the the roster of WWE and look at WrestleMania and be like, "Hey, what would be a really good match that you want to see?" Mm-hmm. We named one with Edge and and AJ Styles, but I mean, you could arguably look at the AEW roster and be like, "Hey, what are some matches you want to see?" And you could literally rattle off a dozen plus matches and be like, I'd be excited for this. Dude, we're excited getting for some of them at revolution. That's what I mean, I mean though. We, we've had, so it's, it's almost going to be March and it's been a, basically a year long feud between DMD and Thunder Rosa since yep. they had that lights out match for the St. Yep. Patrick's day. Yep. The, the St. Patrick's day show. It, yep. They've carried that feud over. Like they've sprinkled it in throughout I the know. whole year and nobody's forgotten about it. Nope. It's been remarkable. Yeah. And like that's that's long-term storytelling. You know what else I can't wait for, Mike? What? The strutting from Gorilla Crew will be going to AEW. We will be invading Dynamite and Rampage. And I can't wait. I and you know what? Uh, I'll be honest, like I, I wouldn't have hated a Cody Rhodes match. He puts on some good matches. Yeah. But honestly, it just takes one guy out that I couldn't do with or without <laughs> so we have a better <laughs> chance of seeing something good happening yeah. all i hope is they have some sort of hardcore match i just want one i just want one that's it i you just want plenty lights out match I, they've had plenty i just want one while we're there that's it <laughs> i think it'll be fun i'm looking forward to it and we're oh, gonna, be awesome. I, I think we're gonna have to do something special for that with yep. with maybe having a live episode or something or maybe yeah. we uh maybe we film a, a ride along yep on our way down to the show maybe we do maybe we do i i'm excited for it so I mean, whew. I mean, we 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 hit on some serious. We've hit points. on a lot today. We Let, did. Let's let's finish up today. Unless you have any other AEW thoughts, let's finish up with showing Impact some love. Yeah, let, go go for it. I okay. think we should. They don't. We, you know, we always talk about the big two, but you know, Impact more. is like forever the little engine that could. I, yeah. I mean, since two thousand two, when they were TNA, everyone was saying how they'll be closed in ten years, and look at them now. They're they're still chugging along, and they're kind of killing it right now yeah they have yeah. they just had their no surrender pay-per-view the same day as elimination chamber i have been working my way through it so far but i was able to see some of the the results obviously on on the twitter machine and everything uh they've had a they've been putting on really good shows uh one thing that they've been doing is this invasion type angle with ring of honor and there's basically this faction that's there from the, the, a lot of the ring of honor guys. And they just had, uh, I think Eddie Edwards just sort of turned on impact and joined ring of honor. So they're actually, and I can't believe I'm about to say this, but they are doing an invasion angle better than WWE did the invasion angle. It's they, not it's, hard. I'm telling you it's well, one, all the stars from ring of honor are yeah, actually around. I mean. So like when you bring them over, you're not bringing like your B and C guys, like yeah. you're bringing buff your, Bagwell. Your, yeah, exactly. <laughs> there, there, there's no buff Bagwells of ring of honor coming over, but I think it's really good. And, and Maria Canellis, dude, she's a fantastic promo. She is basically the mouthpiece for that whole group and absolutely crushes it. I've, I've really enjoyed her work. And, um, Something else that that uh, impact has done, and I'll always just you know wave this flag for them uh, of being really great ambassadors for women's wrestling. They they had something new this year, this 
for this show, which was alternative commentary for the No Surrender pay-per-view. You could buy it on a fight. And basically what it was is it's the pay-per-view, but it has commentary with an all-female booth. So it had SoCal Val, uh, Tara, a.k.a. Victoria, when she was in WWE. And I believe it was Brooke Adams. So it was really, it was interesting. You know, like it's a whole different uh, sort of format for them. Like they they don't do necessarily like play by play, by play but is it, th- is it similar to like the Peyton Manning Monday Night Football commentary? It's kind of like that. Yeah. yeah. And th- granted, this is the first time they're doing it. So I, I can't like judge it right off the bat because they're, they're going to need time to sort of refine it as they keep doing it. But I think that's a really good move, and I'm surprised other wrestling companies haven't tried that. Alternative commentaries where you can have, you know, different sets of people commenting on the show, and you might get different insights and just a different feel for the show with that. So I'm glad that they're willing to experiment with it, and and quite frankly, I mean, it's a long fucking overdue here. Let's get, yeah, and let's get a female booth then, huh? Let let's be realistic. That opens up the door for me and you, right? Like we could, <laughs> yeah, if... we I think we're gonna have an alternate commentary for the strutting next... from Gorilla. Yeah. Listen, I'll tell you, we would be straight fire if we were on a WWE commentary uh, alternative. Like it would just be, We'd be bleeping out. Vito oh so god! Times. Oh dude, you would you would see another side of us. I think it mm-hmm. would just be straight anger. <laughs> Not a side that we're proud of, but. So, uh, yeah, I, I, again, just wanted to show Impact a little bit of love. I think they've been doing really great work, and it, it shows. They have a really great women's division. I like the rivalry that they have going on with Matt Cardona, a.k.a. Zack Ryder, yep. and uh, Jordan Grace for the Digital Media Championship. So they've been having <laughs> a ton of intergender matches, and it's been really good. Yeah. No, I, listen, I, you know, here's the thing. I think AEW started this so right there was only one one show in town Mm -hmm. right at one point it was wwe and i think there was just such this hatred for everything at some point and no matter what promotion you were in it was difficult to gain any headway and i think that aew has gained a lot of headway and it's really kind of motivated these other other uh especially with the forbidden door piece where they've been on aew it's kind of motivated these other promotions and these wrestlers to be like hey look there's a chance and so you You're see right. the hard work and like that the the desire and to to be at a at a level like that and it's again it's going back to the territory days mm-hmm. when people would bust their ass just to be known. And now you're seeing some of that again. And it's, it's really like wrestling's in a good, good spot right now. Mm-hmm. And I'll give a lot of credit to AEW for that being what it is. Cause competition is always good. And yeah. Yeah. The, I, and I think they've had a good ripple effect on impact as well. It's gotten exactly. some of their guys more notoriety. And yep, this has come back to when we had our conversation with Vinny, he talked about how nice it is to sort of like come across wrestlers that you don't really know. And then you start looking them up and then you're following them on Twitter. And then you look, you're, you're just, you're mm-hmm. getting more invested in them. This is happening now. You know, you're watching impact. You're like, Oh, who the hell is that guy? You know? And then I'm looking up Trey Miguel because he has like reminders of ricochet to me with his in ring work. Yeah. Uh, but the guy's phenomenal. He's a great athlete, but he's yep. someone that I wouldn't have really paid attention to if I wasn't finding myself interested in impact again. Correct. So this is cool. Yeah, it's good for the world of wrestling. Yep, great for wrestling. I love all of it. And you know what? If I don't have to watch WWE, I'll be fine. But it draws me in every time. So I know. whatever. It is yeah. what it is. That's your toxic relationship. It is. But, but you know, it, I'm a loyal guy, Mike. 
And, I can uh, tell. I've always been loyal to. I was a WWF guy over WCW, even though I enjoy WCW. But um, I, it's it's difficult to go against them. It's difficult mm. to go against WWF or WWE. One day we'll get a memoir from you about what it was like to watch Vince go through the steroid trials. I'm sure that must yep. have been really hard for you. It was it was hard. Yeah, it was really hard. Uh, <laughs> I was on edge for a number of years when that happened. Yeah, you know. But yeah. hey, it is what it is. Um, but I, I do think, you know, we, we, we had, you know, we always ask for feedback here we at Strutting from feedback. Gorilla. We do. And we appreciate all feedback. It could be good. It could be bad. You know, we, we certainly try hard. I can give you that. Um, but I know we had a little bit of feedback, right, on our, our yeah, socials. Yeah, this, yeah we, we this. did. All right. So I, we're sharing it out that we had a new episode out, the McFoley episode. And well, one of the, the friends of the podcast and a personal friend of Mikey Cash, Jimmy S., decided to flap his gums, run his mouth, whatever he wanted to do, saying that we neglected to give Foley credit for his Hall of Fame caliber sounds during his matches. And if you're not, if you're not aware of it, it's the ha when he's like hitting guys, like he makes these like weird noises, or sometimes when he was mankind, he would squeal during matches. It was really, it was odd stuff, but it just made his character. So in some way, one way, Jimmy's right. We didn't talk about that. But to be fair, Jimmy, you are a jabroni. And if you comment again on Strutting from Gorilla's page and run your mouth like you do, uh, The Rock is going to take his left boot and his right boot, turn them some bit just sideways, and stick them straight up your candy ass. So uh, I'd like to give you a direction the the complaint department i got a trash can right next to me so the next next time you have anything you want to say you give it to the rock and he'll put it right in there so shut your mouth jabroni see and i think that's great feedback from the Wonderful. From gorilla crew i just yeah. i find it hard to believe this is just me that you can criticize a show without listening to the show so that's well, my I feel feedback like you're number more one. heated than me well i'm just saying like hey you know i I apologize we didn't talk about someone's grunting. Uh, it's really not a topic we really get into around here. Uh, but I, I appreciate the feedback. That's his opinion. You know, maybe we'll incorporate it into the next show. But before you say how bad the show was or the episode was, I just think you should listen to it to understand that. That's all. You know, I, what do I know? I, you know, I, 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 think I wouldn't know how bad. On. I think I at wouldn't... some point we got to get him on. That's you, fine. He can come on anytime you guys, can, you guys can hash it out and I'll moderate. But here's the thing. I can't say Elimination Chamber sucked if I didn't watch Elimination Chamber. You know, sure. that's just, it's it's not kosher. So mm-hmm. we'll see. But yeah, maybe one day, you know, he can go one-on-one with the great ones and uh, see what it's like to be out here <laughs> on the, the hot seat. It's not as easy as you think. But we appreciate the feedback. Um, and, and hopefully, you know, you get a chance to listen to it and really embrace our love for Mick Foley on our previous episode. Well, I think uh, I think we covered everything we wanted to today. So we laid the gauntlet down. Jimmy, you're welcome on the podcast anytime. We'll get you on so you can go one-on-one with Big Vito. But uh, until next time, folks, I think this has been uh, enough for us here from the Gorilla Crew. We're happy that you're with us. And again, keep listening. Find us on the socials. And once again, if you find that you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star rating and review. Uh, Until next time, take care, everybody. We now return your perception of reality to you. Until next time.